Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today is really special. Number one, because I'm wearing pasties. And number two, because I have Lana Violette on. <laughs> Lana is a lot of things. I'm going to get out my sheet just because I want to make sure I cover all of them. She is the co-producer of Radiant Rubenesque Productions, which is a troupe of burlesque ladies. She's also a burlesque performer. She's the owner of Ooh La La Pasties. I want to make sure you guys can see these adorable pasties that she handcrafted for me. She's a wife. She's a dog mom. She's a classically trained opera singer, which is going to come up in a few minutes as she talks about weaving that into her burlesque. So Lana, welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Bonjour. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) Will you tell us about you and how in the world you got into burlesque and let's just go from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean like short story long, (laughs) it's a, it, it's been like a weird uh, trajectory in my life where I didn't realize that burlesque was sort of like following me. Like I've always been interested in like glam. Like I would light up when I was a kid when I'd see Miss Piggy, when I'd see any sort of like showgirl feathers, rhinestones, like, I was having a conversation with my sister, the my older sister the other day, and she's like, yeah, it weirdly makes sense. Like, you've always been like this pizzazz child, you know? Um, and so I took more of a conventional route. I, I went to school for, um, for vocal performance and studied opera and got uh, most of my bachelor's in that. Um, And then I just sort of floundered for a little while, performance-wise. I always, like, I have a self-deprecating joke that I'm trying to weed out because I'm like, it's probably not the most comfortable thing. But I used to joke that I'm a community theater reject. Like, auditions just never came naturally for me. And then one day, uh, a friend sent me, um, I was working at Crystal Bridges at the time, and a good friend of mine that worked there with me she sent me a link and it it had a flyer for a burlesque workshop. And I was like, you know, like all these memories flooded back. I worked at a craft store for a long time and someone came through and they were buying rhinestones and feather boas and all this stuff. And I was like, what are you making? You know? And they were like, Oh, I'm doing a burlesque performance. And I was like, that happens in Arkansas. You know, like I was just so shocked and excited and peppered them with questions and freaked them out. And, And so, you know, a few years later when this workshop came around, I was like, yes, I'm in, I'm doing it. Like, let's go. Will you go with me? And so uh, we went down to Fort Smith and uh, Pepper Darling, who is out of Hot Springs. um, She's the stagehand for Foul Play Cabaret and is also a burlesque performer herself. Um, She led the workshop and it was just a basic 101. Like, this is what burlesque is. This is how you do it. And then the troupe that hosted Pepper to lead the workshop, uh, they were new, like they were just like, oh, and we're holding auditions. So there were some fits and starts and they were from the ground up. So like, I think it was almost like six months later or like, it felt like a long time in between before I actually like auditioned and had a reason to make an act and actually perform and all of that. And uh, Thanksgiving was my first show six years ago. So my anniversary, is coming up here in a minute. So yeah, um, anniversary. Thank you. Um, but my what lit me up so much about it was um, that it's an avenue to do whatever kind of creativity you want to performance wise, and also sort of incorporate this 
sensuality tease, you know. And so for me, the lowest hanging fruit from me having, you know, studied music, I was like, opera, that's what's happening. Like, I'm going to do striptease opera. So that's how it started. Like, I have a few acts that are operatic, and then I always sing. I just, it's for me, it's an avenue to be able to have that outlet where I wasn't winning auditions in the conventional way and I wasn't, you know, like taking the traditional route. So I was like, okay, well, if I could show my tits for you to hear my voice, that's what's happening. <laughs> Which so, I'm assuming at some point led into pasties and make yeah. like handcrafting these really beautiful bedazzled pasties. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> yes. So uh, just along the way, I think it was like three or four years ago, I just like as merch, like I had taken some workshops with other performers, like just like most arts are, you really have to juggle a lot of balls and spin a lot of plates to sort of like make a bit of a living from it. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna optimize like my merchandise, like as well as like stickers and buttons, I'm gonna just have some like simple pasties, you know? So I started just making a few and then I got more creative with it. Cause I also have, somewhat of a visual arts background. I like was kind of an isolated child growing up. I collaged all the time. Like I just always have had like 2D design. Mm -hmm. um, so, so rhinestones sort of came naturally. Like I started making shapes. I started, you know, doing a lot of detail and shading because it's just doing little, I'm, I guess I'm a glutton for tedium. I just really love the tiny like shading and detail and stuff like that. So it's become a bit more where now uh, what sustains me is a lot of custom orders from performers. And then I do ready-made designs that I sell at shows that I go to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's been like, I think the first time I sort of like realized that it was a, a little bit of an enterprise was when I went, I performed with Moonlight Minks in Tulsa like three or four years ago. And my husband came with me, um, Lord Violette. Um, and he, like, he decided to just kind of help me out. And he got really excited about me raking in money. And he's like, go, baby, go. Like, sell these. Like, let's do this. So, um, you know, it's not a full-time venture for me just yet. But it's getting to a point where I'm like, okay, maybe I can, like, downgrade to part-time soon. Like, this is cool. I'm sort of building momentum on making a living from art. So it's been it's been a good way to sustain what I love to do on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which segues into how I know you. So yeah. <laughs> uh, my partner and some friends and I went out to a burlesque show a few weeks ago and Lana was one of the performers. Uh, for us, she was like the main performer because she comes out singing opera and this like super amazing costumes. And you're just like kind of magnetized to her in a way that you're like, what is happening? And I really like it, but this is strange and cool all at the same time. <laughs> and I want more of it. And then she came out two or three times. And so we were all really excited when she would come out. And it's it's always fun to go to burlesque because every dancer performer, I guess you call them a performer, has a very unique way of presenting like their unique style of dance. And, mm -hmm. and even like down to like kind of the striptease part. Yeah. And I was trying to explain to somebody the other day what burlesque was. I'm like, it's kind of like 
strip club, but way classier with like art mixed in. And I don't know how else to describe it. Can you please eloquently describe like what the heck is burlesque for people that have only been to a strip club or seen a strip club on TV and they yeah. don't quite understand what's happening? I mean, oh gosh, eloquently. Um, I, this is the number one question I get. Yeah. And I'm always taken aback by it every time because to me, it's so ubiquitous. It's, yeah. So uh, the way that I sort of like have been shortening it now is it's performance stripping that someone would feel comfortable bringing their girlfriend to, like mm -hmm. in like a heteronormative relationship or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, that's sort of the shortcut for it. But that definitely does not encapsulate what burlesque is it's almost like at this point it's almost asking like someone can you explain music to me there's so many facets there's so many definitions of it um you know a lot of people think uh you know I think a lot of performers their snap responses well it's not Christina Aguilera <laughs> you know the movie you know like it's it's yeah. not quite it's not quite like that but at the same time I'm like, yeah, but it, that movie was inspired by facets of it. Um, really, like, if, if you want to get into, like, the existence of it, like, historically, it's always been um, a protest art form against censorship, against societal norms. Um, that's why it's such a great avenue for people to explore um, gender and sexuality and racism and you know, marginalized people. And there's such a root of it also being a voice for marginalized and especially um, black and brown people for them to be able to express, you know, just being free, just having freedom and not having shackles on them as far as like society and censorship and all of that. So like the more I've done it, the more I've like tapped into, um, I mean, I hate to say political and have it misconstrued as, you know, one way or the other. It's just more like political as in naked women's and femme, like in general bodies are policed and told that we can't bear a part of our body that everybody else has, you know, like, it's just this strange thing, you know, it's a, it's, it's a farce, like in its truest form, it's a farce of saying why, why, why do you tell me what I can and cannot do? You know, so um, one of my favorite burlesque performances MC situations that I've seen recently was with Bombay Cabaret. Um, they're out of central Arkansas um, and they do a midnight noir show and they've brought it to Fayetteville at Smoke and Barrel a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And their MC Mickey Gaynor, um, I'm not even gonna try to do it justice, but if you have a chance to go see one of their shows, um, she very, amazingly explains in a way that just oozes with just I don't know it's just amazing she just talks about burlesque in a way that's just it brings it to the forefront of like how dare you tell me how sexy I can be you know how dare you tell me what I can and cannot show but at the same time we follow these constrictors where we do you know like unlike a strip club we don't show everything you know it's 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 a tease like that's that's the core of it as well so um so yeah I'm a little long-winded about what burlesque no, that's perfect. <laughs> is burlesque the same as cabaret or is that different 
Um, they so there's like a Venn diagram that overlaps with club stripping, you know, like okay. where um club stripping, cabaret, and burlesque. Um as what in about drag sort- show. Is that also in the Venn diagram at all? Yeah, I mean there's there's more of like a hand holding with drag and burlesque. Okay. Um, but but yeah, they all have an overlap. Um, you know, drag is you know, there's a debate right now about if drag is all ages appropriate. And it, in most cases, yes, you know, burlesque firmly is not, especially in the state of Arkansas, which when I dropped off the pasties to you, I started like rambling and I was like, yeah, this is how it works in Arkansas. It's kind of, can I say shitty? Like, <laughs> uh, feel the, free to the, explain. Cause a lot of, okay. a lot of us don't know. We want to understand and we want to support you. Yeah. Arkansas sees, uh, firmly burlesque and club stripping as exactly the same. Mm. So what that means is there are outdated laws that dictate that um, there are certain items of clothing that we can't remove unless we're in a designated stage area, or it could, this I always almost laugh, um, incur a prostitution or solicitation charge. Um, We can't walk barefoot amongst audience members um, same thing. It could, uh, incur a prostitution charge. Um, so, and it, it has, it has implications for business owners as well. Like venue owners don't like to take the risk because, uh, strip clubs as well as burlesque require a cabaret license. Okay. So that's a specific licensing that they have to have in order to host the kind, ki- excuse me, the kind of entertainment that we do. Okay. So that's, um, you know, that's, that's what we're up against. Like that's what the art form has to push against all the time, but also sort of like toe the line of so that we can continue practicing it. Yeah. Um, so, um, there are loopholes that we like work around, um, like at mermaids, I don't believe they have, they have a cabaret license, but they are a private event space. Right. And so, so that's where, you know, places like that come in handy because we can kind of do a lot of what we want in places that we rent ourselves. We're not under any sort of like jurisdiction of the ABC, which is so weird to me that it's tied in with our um, liquor laws. Like it, it really is like we're stuck into a hundred years ago. Like it's 1920. <laughs> these are where these like dates around. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. Um, if you want to see um more sparkly titties vote the people out who like keep these weird old laws in you know it's just like old establishment it's really strange um so yeah we uh radiant rubenesque and i we try to like hunt spaces that work with what we can do and also have a dressing room that's (laughs) like that's Mm -hmm. a huge deal so so yeah Okay, so let's say now that people understand more about what burlesque mm-hmm. is, let's say that people decide they want to go see a burlesque performance. Where where <laughs> do you find those? How do you get to one? Like, where would you go look? Right. Um, I you know a great resource is uh, my partner, the Cy- uh, my business partner, the Cyan Fox. She um, always posts on her. She has Stay Foxy Productions. Um, and she does this really amazing thing for the community where she will do a roundup once a month where she will list out 
each burlesque performance, even if she's not affiliated with it, like she'll mm -hmm. highlight in red the ones that she's performing in, but the other ones are all the people doing all the things in our performance community. Um, most of it is in central Arkansas. We're really trying to build more momentum here in Northwest Arkansas. And we had a lot of luck in the last year. Like we're so excited about, you know, it was from June to uh, October that we had like four, five shows. No, I'm sorry. Four shows from that time period that our, our first like show as a production was uh, at holidays last year. So it's been almost a full year that we've been like, doing it um but I have a little bit more like when I first started producing I was like oh okay we'll just do like a show a month like mm -hmm. and uh that's not realistic with everybody's schedule with it's so um I'll, I'll kind of backtrack with with Radiant Rubenesque and specifically it's it's me Opal Sassafras and the Cyan Fox um we're the core producers um we call ourselves more of a production team than a troupe um, because we don't have a set cast. Um, we use the resources that we have with the surrounding areas to have a lot of guest performers from who have been in the business for years and people that we've worked with um, in a troupe that we formerly were in that we were like, we want to work with you again, you know? So, um, and then we also put calls out for submissions for a lot of our shows. Um, we put out a Google doc for people to apply when we do have a production that's coming up. Um, so yeah, we, we pull from a lot of different resources and there's, um, there's a lot of hidden talent in Arkansas mm -hmm. that like, I feel like we're the best kept secret, like not, not Radiant Rubenesque, but like just burlesque in general. Um, because until I started performing burlesque, I did not realize the wealth of talent. Um, that we had. There's uh, one of my favorite colleagues that I've worked with in the past several times is Raven Rose. She came from Hot Springs mm -hmm. and she's now moved to Tulsa, which is closer to Fayetteville. So that's, yeah. you know, pretty cool. Good but, for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is like, like she's, you know, that she uses that like classic, you know, that sort of like, she's, the big boa and like the classic burlesque with like live music and she does a lot of things and um dallas or houston i'm sorry it's escaping me um but she, she you know she does she travels all over she does texas and missouri and you know that's that is like the ones who sort of travel a little bit we end up in like texas missouri oklahoma so um yeah sorry i'm all over the place um okay. but yeah we have so many performers in arkansas um there's even new ones being turned out like Vesper's cocktail hour in hot springs does like, you know, like newer reviews with newer performers. Um, and there's a lot going on in hot springs. I'm from hot, hot springs. And so yeah, is my partner, Scott. So we're always like, what is happening? And then you said the poet's loft has yeah. some sort of like not naked reading, but it's yeah. So that's fair book club. That is actually an international with Michelle Lamore. Um, okay. She's out of LA, but the Siam Fox is the Arkansas ambassador for Bear book club. So that is her baby. Like she, she's the producer. She, she runs that show and she's with their um, corporation. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so Cyan Fox is her, sorry, my, I keep bringing her name up. She is a one woman empire. Um, I had mentioned Stay Foxy. She does their mm -hmm. book club. Um, she does uh, Forbidden Arts Review, which is more festival geared and um, aerial and fire, uh, sorry, fire arts, excuse me. Wow. Yeah, she's got her hand in a lot of pots. So we felt um, the core group started with Opal and I. It was just us two for that first show at Holidays. Um, and we we just always gravitated towards working with the Cyan Fox. She's calm backstage. You know, she's a presence that you want to be around, you know, mm -hmm. like professionally. You're just like, we've got this. Like, Fox is here. Whatever help we need is, is covered. Um, you know, like, and so after we did the Christmas show and we evaluated, okay, what do we want to do in the new year? What, what are things looking like? And we were just like, we just always want to work with Fox. Like we, we, like she is sort of adopted as a performer. Like she's already in it. You know, if she needs to sit one out, we understand that, but like, we want to work with her. And so it just mm -hmm. sort of organically happened where it was kind of like, so would you like to help us produce? Like would, so she's, she's, so like she's the glue that like keeps everything together as well like it's so it's great to have her on our team opal sassafras and i work really well together we um sort of like left a former troop and broke out on our own mm -hmm. um and so we just we approached it with wanting to open burlesque up for all of the like kaleidoscope that it is i think mm -hmm. um Arkansas is really good about a representation of different bodies, I would say. Um, mm. Like, I I know, like, and other communities are good about it, too. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't pretend to, like, know everybody and everything going on, but, like, we just, we wanted to highlight that. And so all of our stages have just variety, like, variety of what beauty is, of what sexuality is, of what mm. gender is, you know, like, we want you know like if like definitely we we want to highlight like all of the black and BIPOC performers in our community because we have a wealth of those Arkansas Ar excuse me Arkansas Shake Shakers was started by Maxi Fauna mm -hmm. um and they're an all-black burlesque troupe Ooh. um and they are amazing so I'm, I'm like throwing out a lot of names, but um, that's okay. I'm taking notes because I feel like I can go back and you can help me find links for all of them Yeah, and then people absolutely. can go follow them. It feels like there also needs to be a burlesque Facebook group. That's just like a big group where you guys can go in there and say like, Hey, here's what's going on this weekend. Like here's yeah. a roundup, right? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's, I think it's more private to the performance community, but we definitely sort of communicate about what's, and again, invoking the name of Fox. Like she's really yeah. good about going into our Arkansas burlesque uh, group and saying like, what's everybody got going on? And then at, like, like I said, that post is such a great resource because she will list out everything once a month that says like, what's going on with each so performance. Just to to take this into like, to so the swinging community does this. We have okay. a big 2000 groups of swingers in the region. And it's of course hosted by someone. It's actually a couple. And I had him on my last podcast, nice. uh, Justin and, and Kaylee. <clears throat> 
but they're constantly creating events. And then they're also like linking into other events that are already happening or they'll do takeover events. So it sounds to, and then of course, like we're in there like, okay, tell us what to do. Where do we go next? So yeah. it, it seems very similar. Um, and it seems like a lot of crossover too, that this swinger group, right. Yeah. All the open lifestyle people in the region, cause it's, it's, right. it's region, uh, States as well would also have a lot of crossover with your productions and all the juicy fun stuff that you guys are doing. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I think what I love so much about the burlesque community is that like, I just, I'm like sort of vanilla monogamous, but I have been blessed with being in contact with so many people who live lifestyles that don't look like mine, Yeah, you know? And burlesque, you know, like obviously attracts like it's people open. Who are, it's inclusive. Yeah, it's people absolutely. who are not like interested in just the norm, you know, like yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of non-monogamous people um, in the burlesque community, and um, yeah, and queer people, of course. Like it's just been a, like I said, just like a kaleidoscope. Like I always feel so blessed That's because. Awesome. I grew up really sheltered um, and I didn't have a lot. I just lived in like a small town. I didn't have a lot of exposure to people who didn't look and act like me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to just, and and also a lot of repression, you know, like a a lot of like that idea that people who are different than me are something to be feared. So it's opened up my Mm -hmm. life and my heart to just be able to be like, nobody around me is burning. Like everyone is fine. You know, like people totally. can make their own decisions and it doesn't have to fit into a box. So that's very freeing about burlesque, like in the burlesque community. One thing I've been thinking a lot about with burlesque. Um, well, let me start. I'm going to take a step back. I went to this retreat called the abundant sisterhood retreat. It's for our region and it was based in like right north of Branson. So we were in the woods. There were 111 women. We were mostly naked the entire weekend. It was so freeing. It was very spiritual. It was oh amazing. And so out of that, I met a bunch of people. And locally, there is a pole yoga, not yoga, pole dancing. It is pole dancing. Uh-huh. There's a pole dancing group. Um, where a lot of these women were going and they were older women, like fifties and sixties, like reinventing themselves and finding their sexuality later in life and really digging deep into that. And I imagine this group of these women who we watched pole dance for us out in the woods. And I was just like, what is happening? This is amazing. I want to be them when I grow up. I can imagine also finding things like this, where you like, you plug into a troupe or you start to learn burlesque or you, you start to become embodied and, and like dig into your sexuality Mm -hmm. as, I mean, like we're not 20, you know, we're in our thirties, we're in our forties, we're, we're entering this really neat stage of life where we get to be embodied and we get to learn ourselves and we get to show our own sexuality in a way that is freeing and unique and really beautiful. So I'd love to hear your thoughts too on how burlesque encourages embodiment, learning your sexuality and, you know, showing, even showing it in a way. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. When I started burlesque, um, I had this stupid waist trainer 
that I bought, like, I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know what I was doing. You know, like, uh, we don't have like conventional methods, like in bigger cities where you have classes and stuff. Like, we don't have a hub for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that was just like contacting other performers and, and joining like Facebook costuming groups and being like, what the heck? Um, so a lot of this has been trial and error, but when I first started, I wore this like waist trainer. I was like, I'm not taking it off. Like my whole thing is that, you know, like, I'm just like, I, I had our society had baked so hard into me as in, as it does to so many women and femme presenting bodies about our, our core and our center and how it should look a certain way. Um, and I wanted to hide that. I didn't, you know, I wanted to make sure that the, the worst quote unquote part of me was hidden. Um, and burlesque has really changed my views on, um, what I think society tells us all the time is, is an acceptable body just to inhabit, let alone find sexy. Um, you know, and so that's where it like rolls back around to like a protest art form because for me, I grew up just like uh, not ever feeling at home in my body because I was always told it was to this or to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with burlesque, it's a it's it's such a reclamation because as I kept doing it, I was like, why am I wearing this dumb Velcro like waist trainer? I found it like walgreens.com or something like I don't even remember like it was so dumb um it wasn't even pretty like it wasn't like a pretty corset it wasn't highlighting anything it was just hiding um and as I continued to do it just hiding things became irrelevant you know like I like philosophically I'm just like I approach things a lot more now with like an anthropological worldview Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about like the body positive movement and how empowering it is, you know, I'm just like, we're all in the same boat. Like we all have bodies and we all have death looming over us. So if you want to get like existential about it, like things will fail. Things will look different over the years. People will have children. People will have cortisol levels that they can't control. People will have illness where they can't work out. Like why? why was I told, you know, just like explicitly or implicitly, like through the, through culture that I was exposed to, why was the message that I need to look a certain way that someone is paid for their lifestyle to look that way, just so I can buy into the narrative that I have to look like that. Um, So yeah, burlesque has been very empowering in that regard. Like I'm, I've just learned like looking at the audience, like, you can have dimples and freckles and rolls and bumps and they don't give a fuck. Like, no, humans love flesh. We love it. Like we're lustful creatures. Most of us, you know, like, I'm not saying like asexuals don't exist. Um, I don't want to erase anybody, but at the same time, like, I think just the majority, like core of most of humanity is just like, yes, Mm-hmm. and even like asexual people or people who are not as into sex they love looking at the beauty of the human form mm-hmm. and seeing what it can do and seeing how it can be decorated and seeing how it can express itself you know like mm-hmm. yeah it's just been so eye-opening seeing so many different types of bodies on stage and being like yeah okay well I was told I was this that or the other or I was told I was too fat to do this I'm so like 
you know, I, I have a, I have two sisters. One is like a great supporter and very close to me and we're on the same wavelength. And the other one is someone I don't share a lot about my life with. <laughs> and she made a comment the other day that sort of just like, it's, it just spoke to how my worldview has changed so much about bodies and about inhabiting a human body and the things that we say and how we view things. Like she was talking about her back hurting and she was like, well, it's probably doesn't help that I'm fat. And I'm just like, skinny people have back problems too. Like <laughs> I can't do this I can't sit here and, 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 you know, and I, like, I don't want to shit on my family, but I'm like, I had a thin mother and I was an alien to her because I was a curvier child. And I think it scared her, you know, and that fat phobia that we have as a society just like affects so many people, like even a thin mother looking at her child and being like, I'm afraid of this child getting fat. Like that's toxic and destructive. So I like, yeah. when I heard my sister say that, I just, I was just like, I'm so thankful I'm not trapped in that I'm not trapped there anymore and that's yeah. like I can't thank burlesque enough for just me to have the ability to say too fat for what yeah why am I gonna let what my body looks like dictate what I can and cannot do with it mm. plain and simple like so yeah like sorry I just got very animated but yes it's been very empowering like burlesque has been an avenue to reclaim so much um you know specific like I'm I keep talking about like body positivity mm -hmm. and stuff like that but um sexuality as well like I sensuality especially being able to express myself in a way that like I'm pretty private you know like I don't talk a lot about like my personal sex life that often um but it's exciting for me to have like an outlet where you just feel like the most sexual person in the world. Like you're the most desired, you know, everybody wants to feel that way. Like we mm -hmm. all want to be the most desired, whether if it's by a room of people or just one person. Um, I have just always happened to like, I'm pro like what I always say is like, um, what's that phrase? Sorry, never mind. Uh, I'll circle back to it. But um, like, I'm not someone who is like pursuing a lot of different people. I'm very content with my husband, but there is like an id, ego, what have you that runs wild. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, we all feel that. Right, exactly. Everyone. It doesn't matter where <laughs> on the spectrum of like, you know, how much sex you're having or whatever with how many people you yeah there's something so satisfying about um being wanted yeah 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 so like burlesque is is exciting because I think uh you know just like my jazz hands personality like not having just like being rejected left and right with like conventional auditions and things like that and just being told no like when it came to operatic and classical singing like I just ha had academics who were just like, eh, maybe you should try something else or, you know, and I'm just like, no, I get to say that I'm Lana Violette and I sing opera and I do it with sparkly things. And because I think when I was pursuing my education and I was doing all these recitals, you know, there would, 
there were people I could tell like I was a little different I could just tell like they were in it for the music you know and I was like I'm in it for the dresses you know? <laughs> and the rhinestones (laughs) yeah like I love the music as well but I really didn't blossom with with like honestly like educationally I think I connected more with what I was being taught once I was out of it like once I was out of an academic environment I was just like oh shit like this this all turns me on like all of this opera stuff is amazing like I was too scared and anxious because I was always trying to people please with like these people who are higher up than me but um, you know, that's one reason why I love to bring opera into my performances is because, um, it's like a, I love bringing it into nights, nightlife spaces. Like it's unexpected mm-hmm. and it also just lights people up. They're just like, like you said, I, I loved your reaction when you were like, what is happening? Cause like the element of surprise is a lot of times what's the funnest part for me is, you know, there for a while, I didn't even advertise myself as an operatic performer. Um, but I've been doing it long enough. I'm like, no, I need to like capitalize on it more. But mm-hmm. when I was first starting out, no one knew what the heck, you know, who I was or anything like that element of surprise and just being like, you know, don't, don't tell them. And my first act was like with this sort of like janky YouTube, like piano that I had just like pulled from the internet of someone like literally just doing like a study of the piece. And so you just hear like this, you know, like, where, where are we in a saloon? And then all of a sudden I like open my mouth and it's exciting. It's exciting to hear like the gasp and hear people go and Opal Sassafras backstage who you saw as the MC at one of our shows. She's yes. so good. And she loves to bring everybody in and everybody feels like her best friend by the end, by the end of the show. Um, she, that's just her. She's very genuine, but backstage I'll I'll sometimes say like man that crowd was hard or like that audience was like a little quiet I wanted them to get into it and she was like it's difficult with you like she always reminds me she's like people want to hear you and so I get these like little glimpses while I'm performing um like I I performed at Central Theater in Hot Springs uh back in October gosh that was only a month ago um but I was there and I was doing my um, bride act, which you saw at Mermaids. And uh, and I just heard this woman, like this guy was like cheering or whatever. And I just heard her go, shh. And I was like, that's what happens. It's like yeah. this weird dichotomy where people really want to get into it, but they're like, oh, but we want to hear, we want to hear what's going on. Um, so I always add into my intros, like she'll make you want to scream, but stun you into silence. So I kind of, you just pivot. You just got to like figure out what works with your audience and everything. So it's true. I love that you brought up the exhibitionism part that you love to be seen. Uh, yeah, I do too. And I can completely understand that energy. And then there's also the voyeuristic side. So I think mm-hmm. mostly in your audience, you're going to get a lot of voyeurs that just yes. want to watch. We're very visual. Um, right. And so it's so much fun to watch all of the performances. Um, so one question I had for you as well. So we talked about how you got into burlesque. We yes. talked about why you love burlesque and we talked about how it empowers you, like, especially as a woman, or, um, I would just say as a woman with, you know, all of the societal pressure to be perfect and to have this flat stomach and to look like an Instagram model, 
What we haven't talked about is what if you want to get into burlesque? Maybe you've been listening and you're like, this sounds really fun. And I'm at a point in my life where I want to work on embodiment. I want to work on my own sensuality. I've always loved to dance or I've always loved to sing or I'd love to, I'm an exhibitionist and I'd love to have my body be looked at. How do you start? How does that work? (laughs) Oh my gosh. The, what is, like when I was reading your like pre-questionnaire, I was like, what is burlesque and how do you get into it? Those are the two hardest questions to ask. Yeah. um or to answer excuse me um uh like my first thought was like when you find out let me know like <laughs> no there there are avenues they're just um, there's troops like a- right can you not join a troop i know there used to be a local troop i don't know if there still is one it's it's so tricky um because like there there are and there aren't like um so like Bombay Cabaret, I would say, is a troupe, but they also rotate some of their performers. Mm-hmm. Arkansas sh- Shakers as well. Um, they are solely Black troops, though. Um, and then there is um, there is True Grit and Grind in Fort Smith. Um, but, like, everybody's so kind of established. What we really need... Um, we have a market, it seems, with this question that I get all the time, for something that bigger cities have, which is like a school of burlesque. Yeah. Or, yeah, like there, we do have a void of that. Most people, like it is very like sort of, um, like because it's a protest art form, like in Arkansas especially, we're, we're nitty gritty, like kind of punk. Like we're all very self, like brought up and just somehow, um, there used to be an avenue called uh, Spa City Sweetheart, like a like a a way to get into burlesque called Spa City Sweethearts, and that was with Foul Play Cabaret and Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. And for ten years, that's sort of how our scene got built up because they had a contracted gig that was a fundraising event for Valley of the Vapors, which you're probably more familiar with than I am, having been from Hot Springs. Um, but they would raise money for that fest for that musical music festival with a charity show or fundraising show that um just basically it was a a call to anybody who wanted to try burlesque Mm -hmm. well they're con they're 10 you know they did that for a decade and then their contract ran out so i think that's what we're seeing now is sort of these perform these performers that came out of that era because Mm -hmm. that was such a a a way to be like okay go do spa city sweethearts you know that's your kind of way to get in so there have been like performers who have encouraged Radiant Rubenesque to do something similar um with with just one year under our belt I think we're still gaining a lot of our sea legs to figure out how to um you know but I had mentioned Vesper's cocktail hour earlier Mm -hmm. I know she um is looking for performers um, but that's, that's, if you just want to jump right in, you know, like, Sounds we, like, like we a, need someone to teach people how to do burlesque. Yeah, There's a big need uh, in Arkansas for that. There is, um, I've thought about it. Like it's weird because, um, I feel like a niche within a niche because I always sing and my acts are a little like, I mean, everybody's acts are different. Everybody's sort of like making up their own rules. Right. Um, but there's been, I guess it might be like some imposter syndrome because I'm thinking about, I'm like, I've been doing this for six years. Like I know the industry a little bit, like I'm no authority, but I'm like, I could teach some basics. Like I might be able to do a one-on-one, one-on-one, excuse me. 
Um, so, I mean, I don't know, like, this is kind of a light bulb moment for me. Maybe there's, um, something <laughs> in the future for me to get involved. In. Um, but yeah, I wish I had more resources. Um, I love it. We're going to do a podcast. It's like, uh, burlesque part two and yeah. contact us if you want to be part of the new troop. <laughs> yeah. There's a Fayetteville troop now. Like I said, if there's a way for me to be able to knock down to like part time and I have more avenues where I'm just like side hustle after side hustle, I'm yeah. I'm into it. Um, yeah. But um, oh, I mean, Radiant Rubenesque, we always, like I said, um, we typically put a call for submissions out to our shows. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have a creative idea, you know, like, if, if if you're like, I find this really sexy and I'm going to try to, or I find this really funny. Like, that's the thing, like, burlesque doesn't have to fit into just, like, sexy, you know, like, mm-hmm. it can be, like, one of my favorite comedic uh, burlesque performers is Kate Urtot in, that's with a K, like, Kate Urtot, Um they're out of, I want to say Missouri, like Kansas City. Gosh. Um, but they do like um, like a striptease to Wario. And one is like Uncle Fester. Is that the bolts? Yeah. Um, they do like these wacky performances that are confusing. Like they make jokes about it with their TikToks where they're like, most people think that when I do burlesque, it's this. And they'll show clips of like, glamour and stuff and and then there is like a compilation of clips of like someone doing bell or like them doing ballet in a penis costume you know like and so that's you know so like people can go wild like you just kind of make up your own rules like I fell into it because I was just like I'm just I'm gonna sing opera I'm gonna figure out a way to do that and incorporate a lot of rhinestones you know (laughs) so so yeah, there's not right now, especially that. there's not a conventional route, um, Got it. but hopefully we get established enough that we can kind of build that. Like I'm, I'm excited about the progress that Radiant Rubenesque has made in Northwest Arkansas with, you know, limited resources, because um, I should mention, we also all work remotely because the Siam Fox is located in Little Rock mm-hmm. um, and Opal Sassafras um, is in an undisclosed location. She's, she's a mother. So we don't like, she's close enough to Northwest Arkansas that the commute is worth it for her. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, and the, so I really am the only uh, Northwest Arkansas based performer proper that I know of, which I, I feel a little bit in the loop to, to think that if there were others, I would sort of know of them by now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and uh, there was Astra Lamore, but she recently enlisted in the army. So she is remote, like she, she'll be back. Um, but at the moment she's away. Um, so she's, she, she got back into performing. Um, Central Theater is a great place to find burlesque right now. I'll be there on the 25th. Where's Central um, Theater? It is off of Bathhouse Row in Hot Springs. Okay, so back um, in Hot Springs. It's, yeah, it's Central Avenue. Yeah. So that makes sense. Got it. Uh, <laughs> so what um, about people listening that want to book you guys that are maybe in Northwest Arkansas, or maybe you're somewhere else in the state. Uh, it yeah. sounds like hot springs and central Arkansas has a lot of burlesque going on where yes. ours is really developing, which is interesting because there's, you know, 
lots of people that are very open and in the lifestyle up here that are in positions of authority that could book you for a fun holiday show. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, how do they, how do they book? Um, well, if you want to book Radiant Rubenesque, um, you can email us at radrubenbabes at gmail.com. Okay. Um, or you can message us like DM on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, follow us, like us, we'll keep you up to date right now. We are in a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I think until the new year, we're not going to be able to produce a show. However, Lana Violette wide open, like, do you need me for your Christmas party? I'm very hard pursuing new year's. I'd love to ring in the new year doing what I love. So if anybody has like a saucy new year's party that they need, entertainment for I'm I'm available um and you can uh email me at lana siren violette okay at gmail.com um and then we'll put all these email addresses in the show notes thank you um and then the siam fox I don't know I think she's booked for until the rest of the year with she does the promotions for central theater as well like she I'm telling you she is a one woman empire like she does it all so um so I think I think she said like I don't and she's also finishing business school so um so I think we're laying low a little bit for the new year but if if you want to reach out to the Siam Fox to book her as well I believe she's the dot Siam dot Fox at gmail.com I would, I would follow her socials first. Cause I don't yeah. know, like, I don't DMs know. DMs are the course. easiest for sure. Yes. yes. Um, so anything that you want to end with any advice, any thoughts, anything to close out this podcast? Oh my. Um, gosh, I don't know. Like that's so much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> your opportunity anything we didn't cover yeah I wish I had worn pasties I'm so used to ending with a reveal um but that's not appropriate and you need to pay for it you need to come see my shows um well I'll just I'll shamelessly plug myself again you can see me next at um November 25th at Central Theater in Hot Springs I'll be it's a it's a Black Friday market um and show so there'll be people modeling wares of um great um vendors and designers crystal bijou and maxi fauna they're the same person um she does a jewelry line and then she'll be on stage as well i'm not doing justice with like it's a star-studded event like so Mm -hmm. that's oh but this won't air until after november 25th dang it okay i can go ahead and make it live so that people can listen to it we just won't promote it until december okay okay. yeah i'm not yeah whatever i Okay. Um, ending the show. You also make amazing pasties. So if uh, anybody yes, wants to do you. your own private burlesque show for your partner at your yes. house or yes, your OnlyFans you so account much. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I haven't Get gotten some. into that type of content making just yet. I've thought about it on and off. It's not outside of the realm of possibility, but yes, Ula Lana designs. Um, that's my Insta. Um, so it's like Ula La, but Ula Lana. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my pasties and yeah, just keep sparkling. <laughs> I love it. Keep sparkling. 
thank you for coming on. I know this is like a really interesting topic that we've never had before. And so my intent is really to bring new things to my audience that they've never heard that sparks interest and helps them grow. And this was really fun. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you.